episode is with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. She's a dentist and she is chatting with us today on oral hygiene, on getting a whiter smile, and a little bit on uh, smile makeovers. I really enjoyed this podcast. It was fun. It was informative. And uh, I actually feel like I learned a lot from this uh, from this talk with her. She's an amazing dentist. She's very, very knowledgeable and very professional. And uh, I think you'll get a lot of it out of this episode. Uh, before we get started, I got a few things to say. Uh, number one, don't wear shitty scrubs. Seriously, guys, it's that simple. If you're going to put the money into a pair of scrubs, if you're a hospital worker, a dentist, a nurse, whatever it may be, uh, invest in a good pair of scrubs and ones that are going to last. If you do, you should invest in Metalita scrubs. They are only company that literally washes every batch of fabric 50 times at the hottest possible settings and uh, they make sure that every set of scrubs is the perfect quality. These these scrubs will basically last you forever. Uh, if you look at any of the other companies out there, which I won't name, uh, they may like they may look fancy um, and they may look good, but they won't last and they will go to shit in a year or two. I can promise you that. Uh, if you guys want uh, scrubs that last and look good and are high quality and are backed by a company that knows medical apparel inside and out, go to metalita.com, check them out. You can even try them on at home, and you know if you don't like them, you can always send them back. Trust me, guys, you won't be disappointed. You can go to metalita.com. They usually have really good sales on their website. Sometimes if you put your email in, you can get uh, a pretty good discount. Uh, if they don't have a discount, a big discount at that time, which I do think they do right now, I think you might be able to find 20, 25% maybe on their website. And, uh, you know, if you put in your email, a lot of the time, a lot of the times they'll send you uh, random coupons. So you could always wait for like a big deal, like 30% off. Uh, so check out metalita.com, put in your email. If you want to wait for the best deal, uh, you'll get an email and then you can jump on that opportunity or you can just go ahead and use uh, the Beyond Medicine discount code, which is Beyond Medicine 20 and you'll get 20% off your purchase. Uh, also, one more thing, uh, for a lot of students who are listening, pre-meds or even some early medical students who are still struggling with studying, uh, there's a course out there by a trauma surgeon. His name is Dr. Buck Parker. He essentially has a really cool story. He went from having a 1.7 GPA in basically his early medical, pre-medical journey, and he was able to turn that around and ultimately become a trauma surgeon. And he has a really cool, uh, really cool course that basically teaches you how to study and I can basically say that after you go through medical school and you've spent the last 12 years of your life studying, you get really, really efficient and good at studying. And uh, there's a lot of things that you learn over the years that if you had known earlier would save you a ton of headache, a ton of frustration, a ton of bad grades even, and would uh, probably save you a lot of money because you might not have to take a class over or something. Um, so I always like to think of things in terms of investments. Uh, you can never go wrong by investing in yourself or in your education. 
Uh, that's why I highly recommend you guys check out this course, especially if you're you know like a young pre-med who's just starting out and you're on your way in this medical journey. If you, uh, you know, the course, I believe, I'm not exactly sure the course, the price of the course, but it's fairly reasonable. It's a small investment in yourself and you'll learn some very interesting tips and you'll get a lot of motivation from Dr. Buck and he'll kind of show you the ropes and teach you how to be an efficient studier, uh, you know, uh, which ways are best for every for different people to study and uh, I think you'll get a lot out of this I checked out the course and I found some of the material extremely beneficial so if you guys want to check that out you can go to secretstudyhacks.com the link is actually in the show notes so if you are listening on iTunes you can just click on the show notes you can follow that link to the page and uh, you'll be able to actually you might even get a special price by clicking on that link uh, all right, guys, we're going to get into this episode. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, I'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. Hey, what's up, guys? I have Dr. Desiree Yazdan with me, and we are going to be talking all about teeth today. What's up, Dr. Yazdan? How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, so I've been looking forward to this podcast. I thought I was so going to be. A, <laughs> I thought I was going to be a dentist one day. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It took um, my uncle scared me out of it, though. Is your uncle a dentist? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. He's a what dentist. Did he tell you back problems, neck problems? I uh, no. He's pretty happy. Okay. Uh, I mean, he li- he lives a good life. He enjoys his job, and uh, it's really cool. I like. Um, he does a good job. I'm his poster boy because I always, t- whenever people ask me where I did my teeth, I always, you know, refer them to my uncle. Yeah, and your teeth look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had braces for three years and it was a very hard time in high school. Yeah, I could understand that. I had braces three times in my life. So, three different times. Three different times. I had really? braces when I was really young and then I had them like. I think in middle school, and then I had them right at the beginning of high school. So I guess it equates to about three years. So we're on the same team here with the three years of braces. Yeah. Yeah. I got this tooth that's actually pushing back now, this bottom, my bottom set of teeth. For some reason, my wisdom teeth grew in and then... Do you yeah. see? Like, it's probably hard for you to see, but it's like this bottom tooth. Like you got to wear a retainer so that they don't yeah. move any more than they've already moved. Yeah. So I was. can you do Invisalign for that if you have, like, one tooth that's just out of place? Yeah. The one thing I like about Invisalign is they used to have a really, really big lab fee, which made the procedure really expensive. And whether you wanted to move all your teeth or one tooth, the lab fee was the same. And so I started looking at different companies and using different companies for Invisalign. Well, not for Invisalign, but that do the same thing as Invisalign, but they were never quite as good. Invisalign's company is actually really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it was good for patients that wanted to move like one tooth or two teeth and they didn't want to spend a ridiculous amount of money to do it. So, What's a ridiculous, like what is a typical Invisalign? So like Invisalign can cost anywhere between $5,500 to $6,500, mm-hmm. whereas another company, you you know, you could charge like $3,000 for it because the lab fee was much more reasonable, right. especially if it's moving like one or two teeth. Nobody wants to spend 
you know, $6,500 on moving one tooth slightly. Yeah. So, and you can even charge a little bit less for the other companies to a little less than 3000. So sometimes you could do it for 2,500, depending on how much treatment they need. So it was much more reasonable. Yeah. I picked the wrong career. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a lot of chair time and you you have a lot of overhead, but still. Um, so then Invisalign came out with smaller, programs that you can use. Like for example, you could do only five trays. I don't know if you know, but Invisalign is a set of aligners. They're a set of trays that you use to move your teeth Mm -hmm. and they're clear. So you don't really see them. So they came out with a smaller set. Like you could do five, you could do 14 or 10, and those are much less expensive. So it's really nice. So I really like Invisalign. So you could definitely do that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to look into that when I can actually pay for nice teeth when I'm out of residency. Um, Your teeth are nice. Oh, I don't thank think you. you have much to worry about. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for making me feel better. It's all my uncle, Dr. Adnan Khazal. There you go. Sean, you are uncle because you've, uh, you've given Taking me a lot. Care of him. <laughs> yeah. well. There you go. All right. So I'm going to, I want to actually get into why, why did you choose teeth? What, what was the reason behind that? Why teeth? So it's, you know, what's funny is actually my friend sent me a little video clip from our home movies from when we were like 10 years old. And I don't even remember being like this, but inside the video, we were playing tennis together and her mom was recording. And all of a sudden I was giving her like a total dental consult on the tennis court. And I was like, your one tooth looks like this and it's going up differently than the other one. And it's discolored. And she's like, really? And I was watching it and I was like, oh, I don't remember loving teeth when I was that little, but apparently I was always made to be a dentist. So, and she said that she had like another video that was similar to that. So, um, I think it's just kind of always been in me because I was exposed to so much dentistry at a young age. I had braces three times. Like I mentioned, I had a ton of fillings done because growing up, I didn't have much control over how much sugar I was eating. I would eat so much candy and drink so much soda. So yeah, naturally I had a lot of cavities growing up. So I was always at the dental office, always getting cavities filled. And I also had some bad experiences at the dental office. So just growing up, I think I was in there so much and I was always very intrigued. I would always watch what my dentist was doing with a mirror and I'd be like, Ooh, I want to see, I thought it was really cool. So I think just being exposed to it. And then as I got older, I thought I might want to go into medical school and my brother was in medical school. So I would kind of see what he was going through. I volunteered in hospitals. I even shadowed him when he was doing rotations and residency and I really just didn't like the hospital environment. I know, I'm sorry you're, yeah, you're well, in it, but it, I'd say you were very smart. Everyone. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all relative it's, and it's what you make of it. And for you, it's yeah. temporary. I mean, my brother's not in a hospital now, you know, yeah. um, and you probably won't be either. So, but I just thought like I could never have this in my life. And I was just so intrigued with dentistry. And I always like to do little projects with my hands. And I feel like that's what dentistry is. It's just like tiny little projects all the time. You get to be creative and, you know, it's science-based and you get to work with people and help people. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like a really good field. And then even getting more into it, I realized that, you know, I can kind of create my own schedule and work 
as much as I want. I mean, I work three and a half days a week, which is so basically I have half the week off, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, going through all the schooling, it was like full time, yeah. seven days a week. But, you know, now I get to enjoy, you know, those three and a half days off and just really enjoy my time. And I get to make my own schedule. If I want to go in at six and leave at 10, if I want to go in at one and leave at five, or if I want to go in at six in the morning and stay till eight o'clock at night, I can do that. So it's really based off of what I want. So That's I really awesome. like that aspect too. Awesome. I feel like you're, you're a bit of an artist as well. I feel definitely. like there's definitely some art to what you do, especially with what you post on social media. Yeah, there definitely is an artistic portion of dentistry. So you've got to be able to use the right side of your brain too, along with the left side of your brain. And, you know, right. you've got to be good with your hands. You have to get, have good hand-eye coordination and good hand skills right. and just kind of design. You got to you know. look at someone and be like, okay, this is what would make sense for this person. This is what would look good on them. Yeah. So in terms of like a whole smile makeover, absolutely. You have to understand the boundaries of facial form. You have to understand, understand skin color and skin tones and how colors really? work together. How does yeah. that, how does, how does skin color play into that? And skin tones. So if you have somebody who has like a yellow undertone to their skin, you have to use different shades of porcelain for it to look natural. If you have someone that has more pink um, undertones to their skin or more olivey, so you you base the shades of the porcelain that you're using based off of kind of like their skin tone, the color of their lips, the way their lips fall. And you have to be able to understand facial form and the boundaries of the face and create teeth that actually look good for that person. So what looks good on you won't look good on me. And you have to kind of understand why. So it's, it's a good, you know, design that you have to understand and know in order to make things look pretty. What's your favorite part about it right now? What are you most interested in? My favorite thing to do is honestly, it's veneers or some kind of like smile design because it's such an, I mean, Nobody really loves to come and get a cavity filled. No one's like, oh my, I'm so excited to get this cavity filled. That's dreadful. Nobody wants that. I like it. I like doing it. But part of it is seeing the joy of the patients, you know, patients that come to you and they say, I don't smell in any photos. All I want to do is take my daughter to a pumpkin patch or smell in, you know, Christmas photos. And I don't do that. I don't. And my, now my daughter's older and, you know, I just don't smile in any photos. And then it's really nice for you to give them a smile that they can be like, oh, I I can't stop smiling. I mean, I had a bride three years ago that came in and she was like, I'm getting married in three weeks and I've got to do something about my teeth. I'm going to smile in my photos and I, I hate my teeth. I've never smiled. And I was like, oh, three weeks. Wow. Like all of a sudden you're deciding now. Yeah. So the pressure was on, but yes. we did it. took me three years. Yeah. And, and we, we did it. And, um, in two weeks we totally finished it. She was super happy. Did you put on she veneers? In, yeah, we did veneers for okay. her. And then she came in actually now it's three years later and she came in just a few weeks ago and she's like, people still tell me I have beautiful teeth. I grew up never having anybody ever compliment me on my teeth. And now people tell me my smile is beautiful. So hearing that and seeing that and knowing that you actually made a difference in someone's life, that's really exciting. So that's why I love veneers so much. Plus I feel like I've done it so much. I've really refined my skills at it and I feel like I'm really, really good at it. So I feel like it's so fun to continuously 
just do it and make people happy. Mm-hmm. What do you think people are most insecure about with their smiles when what, like just in practice? Um, a lot of people want whiter teeth or they want teeth that are more proportional. Sometimes people come in and genetically some teeth are a lot smaller than others and they just want their teeth to be pretty more uniform looking and more more proportional. Hmm. Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing you get a lot of questions on how to get a, like a brighter smile or teeth whitening as well, right? Yeah. Teeth whitening is huge. I think especially in Southern California, everybody wants their teeth to be whiter than the whites of their eyeballs. So, um, you know, and then it's a really good procedure when you do it in the office because you get the best results and it's only an hour treatment. So we like to say you can do it on your lunch break and, um, it makes a big difference within one hour. So I think that's a really fun procedure too. Cause again, you see a difference in mm. one hour and that's really exciting. Is there anything people can do, you know, at home or naturally that can help with teeth whitening? Does coffee make your teeth stain? I mean, these are it questions does. on, does it? So coffee, okay. tea, red wine, I'm sure you're a consumer of all of those. <laughs> those really stain your teeth, but well, mostly coffee. I know. Um, so if you're trying to kind of have a whiter, brighter smile, well, number one, you want to make sure you're cleaning your teeth properly. Cause if your teeth are, you know, if they have a layer of plaque over them, then they're just naturally going to look more yellow. So what is properly then? So you mm-hmm. want to make sure you're flossing at least once a day. I prefer twice a day, but it, if I'll take once a day mm-hmm. and, um, what about that study that came out a long time, maybe a couple of years ago that said flossing is not uh, beneficial. That, so here's the thing, truthfully speaking, you're really not cleaning. Think about it. You're not cleaning the in between surfaces of your teeth and right by your gum line when you're brushing, mm-hmm. there's just no access to it with a toothbrush. So you're just letting all this plaque and bacteria sit there and, the bacteria is consuming whatever you give it, and then it's excreting acid all over your teeth. Of course, you're going to get a cavity. So I, that irritates me because there doesn't need to be a study for everything in the world. Like if I tell you, hey, if you jump off this 20-story building, you are going to die. I don't need to do a study to predict that. Like right. that's going to happen, right? I agree, 100%. So, Right. And you don't need to do that kind of study. You know what I mean? Like there doesn't need to be a study for every single thing, but watch what happens. Floss one side of your mouth and don't floss the other and see what happens in your own mouth. You know, if you really want to do a study, yeah. do it on yourself. But right. yeah, that just, that, that irritates me. Okay. So continuing on to proper teeth management. Yeah. So you want to floss and then you want to make sure you're brushing. I personally like the electric toothbrushes. Sonicare has a really good one. Um, there's Oral-B. There's other ones too on the market, but I, I really prefer the Sonicare and second to that, a close second, I like the Oral-B. And the reason I like those is they remove a lot more plaque than just using a manual toothbrush. Um, on another Another note, those electric toothbrushes used to cause a lot of recession because you were pressed too hard and you wouldn't know, so your gums would recede. But they've made the new ones so that they actually have a sensor to indicate if you're pressing too hard, and they actually stop the movement. So Hmm. um, I really, really 
really like those. And you can also connect it to your phone and it'll tell you where to brush next and where you're, you know, you need to be. And so it really keeps you on track. And so that would be proper oral hygiene. And I also know I'm going to get some ridicule for this, but you should use a toothpaste and a mouthwash that has fluoride in it. Okay. That's yeah. so I'm not going to ridicule that because I don't know. <laughs> I know much you about won't, <laughs> but other people will be like, Oh, fluoride is yeah. so toxic. You know, fluoride is really toxic if you're consuming it Mm -hmm. and ingesting it in large amounts, not if you're using it as a topical application for your teeth. I'm going to get back to that in just a second because I actually wrote something down about that. Um, But just uh, real quick on what you just said about your gums receding. I had no idea about this because I think I brush my teeth like the Hulk. So not like, but like I'm pretty, pretty aggressive with brushing my teeth. So I'm just kind of like... Like, oh, are my gums receding? So, uh, well, I can't tell from. Well, no, you, I'm not asking for a console. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was just asking, like, can you get that from brushing your teeth regularly, like with a regular toothbrush? Yes, you can, especially if you use one with hard bristles. You always want to use one with. How do, hard how do you know? What do you look for? So it usually says it on the packaging. No, like, how do you know that your oh, gums are um, regressing or receding? Like. Yeah, you'll be able to see it, and then you could even see that some of your root structure from underneath is showing. And if if you don't, it's just an area of your tooth that looks a little bit darker than what your tooth used to look like. So most people know. Most people, they start seeing, they're like, oh, you know, I think my gums are receding because I can see other parts of my teeth that I couldn't see before. Mm, Okay. Yeah. All right, so we can go back to fluoride now. Why, Why would people ridicule you? Um, you know, people say that fluoride is so toxic and yes, I understand if you are ingesting very large amounts of fluoride, yes, it could be toxic. I mean, water can be toxic and kill you. If you ingest too much of it, you could throw off your balance of everything in your body. So, um, but as a topical application, fluoride is pretty much the only thing that has been shown to remineralize tooth structure. So making your tooth stronger. And um, that's why I highly, highly recommend it, especially for children, to be using a toothpaste with fluoride in it. And you have to understand that toothpaste and mouthwashes that are on the market are way, way below any level of being toxic, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, unless you're drinking the entire bottle of mouthwash or eating an entire tube of toothpaste, then you might have some stomach issues, you might have an upset stomach, but Mm -hmm. just using it to brush your teeth and stuff is, is great. What about fluoride in our waters? I mean, is anyone, is anyone, uh, concerned about that? So, um, when your teeth are developing, when you're younger, fluoride in the water can cause something called fluorosis. So if you get too much fluoride, again, you're ingesting it in larger amounts. Uh, but I think that it's pretty regulated, now. Okay. I mean, especially in the areas that I live in and I'm sure that you live in, I think yeah. the fluoride in the water is really regulated and actually... Probably not Flint, Michigan. Is, uh, probably, <laughs> probably is. Um, also, the fluoride in that water is good for your teeth. So people that drink a lot of bottled water, mm-hmm. they tend to have more dental issues. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. So all these waters that people are drinking that are bottled... Um, I mean, it's good once in a while. I'll even brew my tea with just my stove or my sink water. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Every now and then. Yep. So drinking bottled water is not the best 
thing for your teeth. It's not, I mean, in some ways it's good, but no, I mean, if you're, it's the only water you're going to have great. If the water and I mean, I've been to some cities where the water is like, I don't even want to wash my hands mm-hmm. and the water. So, okay. in those scenarios maybe, yeah. but I'm kind of paranoid about my water here. So like I, so I've when you open the sink. <laughs> well, no, it just tastes disgusting. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it just doesn't taste right. And I'm I'm used to getting water from the Great Lakes in Michigan. I think the water that I get here is from a well somewhere. But, I mean, in Michigan, the water is perfectly fine. The water I have in my house is fine if I just brew a tea, especially when you put a tea bag in it, you don't just really taste it as much. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily, like, go to a restaurant and drink their tap water, you know. But right. certain areas right. I do. What would you say some of your most common questions are? Um, in regards to oral hygiene, what are people most confused about or, you know, not really aware of? Um, probably flossing. I think flossing is very, people don't really understand why they have to do it. And they think it's just an extra step that we just want you to do for fun. Mm -hmm. And they don't really understand the importance of it. So it's good for your gum health. It helps prevent all kinds of gum disease. And eventually if you have something called gingivitis, which is just inflammation and disease of the gums, then it progresses to something called periodontitis. And once you get there, that's when you start getting bone loss and and, you know, really inflamed gums. And, and at that point, it's not reversible. Mm-hmm. So that can all be prevented by just flossing for one minute a day. Sometimes, it, I mean, it doesn't really even take a minute. It takes like 30 seconds. Right. What about, do you recommend regular cleanings? Yes. So this is a great question. So a lot of people think to get cleanings twice a year. And that works for a lot of people, especially young people, under the age of 20, yeah, twice a year is great. But once you hit like 30-ish, you want to start asking your hygienist if they think you need to be seen more frequently, like every three to four months. Okay. And is that equally, I mean, is that even more beneficial than just flossing alone? Well, you still can't get like right between the teeth where the teeth contact each other. That's the only way to get there is through floss. But sure, we have special instruments Mm -hmm. that no matter how much flossing and how much you use a toothbrush, it, you're not going to get off. So we have special instruments that actually remove the plaque or the plaque that's hardened around your tooth structure. It removes it off. So um, you have to, you know, let your hygienist do the work and that's the best way to keep your tissues healthy. And it's actually will save you money in the long run because a lot of people don't want to spend money at the dental office. But if you do your homework at home, meaning brushing and flossing regularly, and if you do your homework as in seeing your hygienist regularly for regular cleanings, then you end up having less decay, less issues with your gum and with your bone. And so you'll save money in the long run. Mm -hmm. And what about mouthwash? Should that be part of everybody's morning routine? I like mouthwashes without alcohol in them because the alcohol can kind of dry out your tissues. And then when everything is dry, then you start, you know, you can get more uh, decay Mm -hmm. that way. But I like mouthwashes, you know, you're cleaning, you're basically reducing the bacterial load in your mouth. So whenever you can do that, it's always a good idea. Okay, awesome. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast. We're going to just take a second to talk about this great promotion from our sponsor, Metalita. They know what it's like to have an active schedule and not very much free time. 
That is why they are offering a free at-home try-on. So if you're not 100% sure of your size or your style, you can easily order multiple things from their website at metalita.com. You can try them on at the comfort of your own home. You can keep what you like, return what you don't like, or if you want something embroidered, you can have it sent back to get it embroidered. This is all done with shipping covered by Metalita, and this is 100% risk-free. You can also get an additional 20% off by using the discount code BEYONDMEDICINE20. Now, back to the episode. I'm kind of curious about, there's something I read not that long ago, and it was about kind of the connection between your oral health and uh, your whole body health. Yeah, absolutely. And even heart disease. And Yeah. What can you say about that? So again, if you have plaque in your mouth, I mean, your blood travels through your whole body. So eventually, you know, when your gums are bleeding, it's absorbing some of the plaque and that can actually go to your heart and you can have heart problems and heart disease just from the plaque inside your mouth. Really? Yes. You didn't know that? Well, I did know that you can, I know that there are certain things that can end up on your valves uh, after dental procedures, like, and you can get endocarditis. I wasn't exactly aware. I I wasn't really sure, sure that you could just get it just from a, you know, like a, you know, from a scratch in your, uh, well, it's more than just, it's like you have, if your teeth are that unhealthy and you have so much plaque accumulation, yeah, eventually it's going to travel to you. Mm-hmm. So not like if you if you specifically who's brushing and flossing your teeth regularly scratch your gums with a chip, you're not going to necessarily get some kind of heart issue. But yeah, if you have really bad oral hygiene and yeah. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. I'm going to be very diligent about my flossing now. <laughs> I know. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> You just scared the crap out of me. Hey, you know those um, Apple pods, the ear pods? Yeah. So my husband has those, and I was like, these look like floss. They look like dental floss. So he put a little dental floss sticker on the thing, and it totally looks like dental floss. I'm like, nobody will ever steal these from your car because it looks like it's just a little thing of dental floss. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Wait, oh, you mean when they come wrapped up in that little thing? The little white package that they come in. Yeah, yeah, when you buy like a brand new, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. It does kind of look like that. It looks like a little tube of dental floss. I'll never look at earbuds the same. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Um, What's the, okay, so if you had to think of one most frequently asked question that you get, like number one, everybody is dying to know this. What do you think that is? And we might have already addressed it. If not, what would it be? Um, probably about teeth whitening. People always want to know how to get whiter teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We did address it, but I think I kind of stopped. So I said removing the plaque off your teeth and brushing and all that. Then I'd also say um, you can have bleach trays to do take home yeah. and wear. That'll help whiten your teeth. Um, and then just daily habits like drinking coffee with a straw or at least... Does that really work though? Yeah, it does because you're having... Your teeth are coming into less contact with the staining liquid. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have less exposure to it. So it does really work. Yeah, it Um, makes sense. Yeah. And then that goes with tea also, or if you dilute 
your coffee or tea, like with milk or water for the iced tea or something, then that Mm. really helps too. But do you actually drink your coffee with a straw? I actually don't drink coffee. Oh, really? Yeah. I like tea a lot and I like iced tea a lot, um, but coffee, I'm not a big fan of. And once in a while, I'll become obsessed with like a specific coffee type drink, like a latte or something. And I'll splurge on that for like two weeks and then I'm completely over it and I won't have anything again for like months and months and months. Really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I kind of admire you for that. I don't know if I could give up coffee at this point. I just don't like the taste of it. Isn't that yeah. weird? Everyone loves coffee except me. That is, how, how did you make it through dental school? You know, I'm, I'm one of those weird individuals that I don't need a lot of sleep. Like I can function fully normally off of like four hours of sleep a night or five hours of sleep and I'm completely fine. And I'm, I mean, everyone gets tired, but I don't get like abnormally tired. Hmm. I sort of envy you. (laughs) It's a a blessing and a curse all at the same time. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. And one more question. Um, So someone who's considering doing a smile makeover, you talked about this earlier. What should they do to kind of prepare for that? Yeah, that's a really good and important question. So I'm glad you asked. So there's a few steps that no matter where anybody goes, these steps should never be skipped. So if you're considering getting a smile makeover, the first thing that you want to do, whether it's your current dentist, whether it's a brand new dentist, is you want to do something called a wax up. So what a wax up is, is it's they take impressions and molds of what your teeth look like now today. And they create a wax mold of what the end result will look like. So you get to actually see that mold and you get to, well, in my office, I try it in on my patients so they can see what that design looks like on their face. And from that point, you know, you can say, yes, I like this. No, I don't make these longer, make them shorter, make them more square, more rounds. Or you say, I like them or I don't like them, but I don't know why. And then you can discuss that with your dentist. So what that does is it puts you on the same page as your dentist. And also you get to see a final blueprint of the end results before you actually have any work done. Because the last thing you want to do, and I see this all the time, not from my office, just from other offices, people coming in and, um, they, that, that step was skipped and they end up with teeth. They're very unhappy with, they don't know why, They've had them cut off two or three times and redone by the same person. They're still not happy. And now it's been, you know, six months or a year down the road. And there's, you know, they paid for teeth that they're unhappy with. And now they're just miserable and they don't even know what they want and what to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the thing about veneers is that they're irreversible. So you're removing tooth structure or crowns, um, you're removing tooth structure that once you remove, you can't get back. So you want to make sure that you can kind of see the end result before you start. Um, and a lot of people try to do this on a computer nowadays and that's cool. That's great. Like I like technology, but I like to have like a physical thing that I can try in on a patient so they can see not just a photo of themselves on a computer. Cause I could do that anyways. I could take a photo of the patient with mm-hmm. temporaries on and put it on the computer, but just to, um, see like in person with a mirror and they can look at it from different angles and see how they like it. So that's one step. The other step is once you're committed to treatment, you've gone through the first part of the treatment. When you come in to get the permanence put on, you want to make sure that you have the opportunity to actually look at those permanents in your mouth 
without them being permanently cemented and take some time and look at it in different lighting. You know, in my office we have, you know, we want them to stand by a window so they can see with natural lighting. I've even gone as far as going outside to have patients look at it in the sun and the shade to make sure that they're happy with it. It takes longer, but it's definitely something worth doing because if you don't do that step, then what happens is they permanently put on the veneer or the crown or whatever it is to get it off. You have to cut it off. And again, you're cutting off a veneer or a crown, you're removing tooth structure. So to avoid all that, just take a few minutes to look at it. And a lot of offices skip that as well. So you want to make sure as a patient that you don't forget that stage. Mm -hmm. Getting a veneer is, that's a pretty like it's a pretty scary process, right? Like for me, I mean, you're taking, you're essentially taking, getting rid of the teeth, right? The natural teeth that are there, right? And then putting on. Well, that sounds really violent if you say like getting yeah. rid of the natural. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds really bad to someone who doesn't have a, a, a dental dental background. So, can you just yeah. explain that a little more? Because to me, to someone on the outside looking in, that's a scary thing to me. I mean, I can understand that. It's, yeah. um, you're removing some tooth structure. So the nice thing about veneers versus a crown, a crown, you have to remove tooth structure all the way around the tooth. But with a veneer, you only have to remove, like you could remove a half a millimeter and that's enough space. So mm-hmm. a half a millimeter is not that much, but when it comes to teeth, a half a millimeter can be a lot. I mean, you obviously can't walk around without a veneer or something once the tooth structure has been removed, but it's not like you're cutting the tooth down to nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's, how long does that last after you get that done? Okay. So I would say this is probably the second most asked question Mm -hmm. I get is how long do veneers last? So I've seen veneers that have lasted over 30 years and still look amazing. And I've seen veneers that have lasted, you know, a year only. And it all has to do, well, one, it has to do with the way it was done. But assuming everything was done properly, um, it has to do with the patient's habit. So we can never say, oh, this is going to last you 10 years or 20 years or 30 years because I don't know what your habits are. Do you open bottle caps with your teeth? (laughs) No, your your real teeth are going to break, and so is your veneer. Right. So uh, veneers are very fragile when they're not bonded to your tooth. But once they're bonded to your tooth, they are actually pretty strong, and they act very much like natural tooth structure. So anything that's going to break your tooth, your natural tooth, will also break a crown or a veneer. So again, if you're using your teeth as tools, then definitely they're going to break. If you have you know grinding habits, you want to make sure that you're wearing a night guard to protect them. Um, and yeah, they, they really last as long as you take care of them. If you don't brush your teeth and you get cavities all around the veneer, then yeah, you're going to have to have it replaced. But if you are diligent with your hygiene and you treat your teeth nicely, then they can last you a really, really long time. Beautiful. You sound very, very knowledgeable about this. So I definitely want to, I want to thank you for all the knowledge that you have, uh, bestowed upon us. Well, thank you. I mean, I hope I sound knowledgeable. That would be kind no, of No, you do. You're, <laughs> you, you do. You really do. I would definitely trust you with my teeth after talking to you right now. Thank you. I appreciate it. Where, where do people, where can people find your practice or you're in California, correct? I'm in Newport Beach, California. So Southern mm-hmm. California. Um, and yeah, I'm right behind a mall called Fashion Island. There's these four medical buildings and I'm in one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow my Instagram. My name is at Dr. Yazdan. And yeah, it's 
pretty much where people can find me. Awesome. And we'll have, we'll have that linked in the show notes as well for people listening. Um, Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Yazin. And anything else before you go, anything else people can, anywhere else people can find you? Do you have a website as well? I do have a website. It's dryazdan.com. And I would say if I was going to tell somebody like one thing to finish things off, it would probably be to do your research, you know, no matter what you're choosing to have done, you're investing time and money into a procedure and you want to make sure you don't have to have it redone. So invest some time doing your research, find somebody who's very knowledgeable in their field. And, you know, if you have to see a few people, that's fine. Just do your research. Right. Yeah. And go to Dr. Yezin because she clearly knows smiles and clearly is a professional and I would definitely trust her with my team. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. One last question I'd like to ask everybody before we end the show and that is what does Beyond Medicine mean to you? And clearly you are going Beyond Medicine every day, but I just want to hear a quick one or two sentences from you. I like that question. Um, So Beyond Medicine to me means stepping outside of the box, you know, um, going beyond medicine, literally, you know, everything is so science-based and sometimes you have to look at the patient as a whole or whatever you're doing as a whole and kind of think outside the box of that, you know, um, if I was to give an example, patients that want to whiten their teeth naturally or want to get their teeth super, super white and they don't know what to do. And they come to me and they're like, well, I want it like this. And so I have to think outside the box to get them to their end goal. So Amazing. I, lo- I mean, that's, that's really it. It's basically being outside the box. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Yezen. It's been a pleasure talking with you and I hope you we can too. talk again sometime. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope we brought you some practical, good advice that you can apply to your life. Guys, if you could please do us the favor of sharing this, telling people about it, leaving us a comment, subscribing, all that will help us grow and will help us spread our message. Also, if you'd like to support our podcast, you can go to our website and click support it will help us grow this podcast and continue doing what we are doing and bringing you more high quality guests like the one you just heard. Thank you guys. Peace.